Jesus departed from there and came to his native place. I love living in this country. I've had the opportunity to live outside of this country for an accumulated about two years of my life. In Costa Rica for a semester when I was studying abroad and for two years, two school years, living in Rome to study. And it was particularly after studying abroad in Costa Rica, being gone for approximately six months, I was just missing my country. I was just so ready to be back in my culture with my people, with my family, with my friends. And honestly, it was like an emotional moment when I was going through customs. And one of my friends, the, uh, the immigration officer, as he looked at our passport, he said, welcome home, son. And I was like, thank you. You know, like almost a moment of like tears, like, thank you so much. Like, it is so good to be home. This is not to say that we have a perfect country. Obviously not. We have plenty of problems, right? Plenty of problems. But I still love my country. When it comes to loving our country, it's kind of like loving our parents because you don't get to choose the country that you're born into, but the country that you're born into is your patria, your fatherland. And just as our parents are not perfect, but we still owe them honor and respect, so likewise, we owe our country honor and respect, though they... It has plenty of flaws. It's very interesting. If you actually look in the catechism under the fourth commandment, which is thou shalt honor thy mother and father, it actually has a whole section, a a little paragraph, talking about the respect and honor due to our country under the commandment to our father and our mother. How interesting If you were to do nothing else from this point forward in this weekend, along with all of the fireworks that will be shot off and everything, I would challenge you to share what are the things that you love about this country? What are the things that you're grateful for about in this country? You can find all of the reasons to dislike our country on the front page of any paper, or scrolling through any news feed, or going to any news site whatsoever. There are plenty of things to complain about, but I would challenge you to cultivate gratitude for the country that you've been born into. So let me give you a little list myself, and this is off the top of my head in no particular order, but the first one is important. I'm grateful that I can come here and we can gather together and worship our God together. In many countries, we could not do this. We might actually forfeit our life if we publicly professed, especially the Christian faith. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful that I can walk through the streets of most places and feel quite secure and safe. And should something bad happen to me in my health, I'm so grateful for the fact that I'm gonna get medical care. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity, and we all had the universal opportunity to go to school, to learn how to read. 
I'm so grateful that we can drive on streets that are well-maintained to pretty much anywhere. We won't talk about the other side of the state line, but anywhere in Kansas, you can drive with ease. Things are so well-maintained. You can wave your hand in front of faucets and water comes out. You can flick a little switch and lights turn on. You can reach in your pocket, grab a device, and you can talk to someone on the other side of the world with minimal difficulty for free. There are so many things that I am grateful for about living in this country that we just take for granted. And just like teenagers that complain about their parents, meanwhile, the parents are thinking, you have no idea how good you have it. That's exactly how God looks at us Americans. He says, you have no idea how good you have it. And we don't. And instead of being grateful, we complain about the things that we don't have. And we demand more. More, more, more. Me, me, me. My rights, my rights, my rights. Did you know that every right comes with a corresponding responsibility? that we actually have to contribute in order to exercise those rights. We can't demand rights if we're not also contributing to society. So you're all familiar with this, probably even more so than me, but I did a little history lesson today. So you know the Declaration of Independence was basically written to King George III, right? Because he was a tyrant. In the Declaration of Independence, I believe, they list 27 grievances against this king because he was a bona fide tyrant. And it talks about all of the ways that they had tried to pursue alternative means and they had no choice but to separate themselves and declare themselves independent, vowing to each other their own lives, their own honor in order to make this possible. They were willing to lay down their lives to make this declaration. And so I would propose to you and to all of us an opportunity to declare our independence. Not so much politically, but especially on a spiritual and universal, in a universal kind of way. Because there is a tyrant who is living large right now. And you'll be disappointed because I'm not talking about a politician. The politicians, all of these people, they're shadows. They're not the enemy. I promise you that. There is something much bigger, someone much bigger, pulling all of these strings. And I'm not talking about big business or big money either. I'm talking about the devil, who is a tyrant. And let me tell you, there are more than 27 grievances that we can have against the evil one. If we start seeing in our country all of these problems, we have this arrogance treating other people with disrespect, believing ourselves to be superior. We have people being utilized, objectified in pornography and all the other ways. We have unleashed anger that comes out even in traffic. We have this 
crazy pursuit of material things that never quite satiates us. We have the overindulgence of food and drink and then throwing away so much food and drink. We have holding grudges or being sad at other people's goods. And we have a general apathy when it comes to the most important things. And this is to say nothing of the general heaviness and weight and burden that we carry just because we are in battle and the evil one and his companion spirits are always trying to break us down. The anxiety, the depression, all of the oppression. It is real. It's the work of a tyrant. And he is real. How many times, even in this week, I could say, I just felt like attacked. It was not because of anything that was happening exteriorly in my life. It was just like this beating down. What is that? Tyrant. It's a tyrant. And so I invite all of us, along with giving thanksgiving to our country for all of the benefits that we have I would invite you to make a declaration of your independence from this tyrant who is the devil. How do we do that? Most concretely, most powerfully, in in an exorcism that is the most powerful, you go to confession. It's obvious, isn't it? The biggest problem with our country is not our political system, are not our politicians. It's human sin. It is choosing knowingly to reject God, reject others, and even to hurt ourselves. Unless this changes the human heart, nothing is going to change with our system. I promise you. I promise you. Unless we individually repent, unless we individually declare our independence from the evil one and his works, evil and sin, there is no way systemic change is going to happen. If you want to do something for your country, go to confession. Go to confession. We naturally want to complain so much about the things that we see, and there are plenty of those. But before we can even think about having the right to complain, let's acknowledge our own responsibility for contributing to that mess, because we're not as good as we think we are. We have all transgressed in one way or another. We have spread the tyranny of the evil one in one way or another every time we consented to sin. So I invite you, be grateful. Let's be grateful together for the gifts that we have in this country. And let's declare our independence. Jesus, you have given us an incalculable freedom the glorious freedom of the children of God by our baptism. We ask you, Jesus, to bring that freedom to a new level within our hearts. We repent of any of the ways that we have compromised it willingly by sinning. Jesus, we ask that freedom might reign in our country and we ask that it might reign first and foremost in our own hearts. As we receive you in this Eucharist, flood us with new freedom with new peace, with new joy, with a spirit of conversion, a spirit of gratitude for the blessings that we have received. Jesus, we declare in your name, by your cross and by your resurrection, our independence from evil and from sin.